Hello, and welcome back. We're starting the show today with a snack, and Mark brought it. Also, we're going to be talking about AI, chat GPT. Is it good? Is it bad? We're also going to talk about robot sex. And we're tying it all into Paranormal Corners, so it's a full show and you're going to want to stick around. And welcome back to Snack a Little, Talk a Little. I'm Mark. And I'm Jana. <laughs> I don't know if robots even sound like that anymore. Uh, Those robots of the olden some, days. Some may. Uh, but but I brought the snack, and let me uh, open it up here. I got to take okay. a picture. I didn't take a Yay. picture beforehand, and I'll explain why. Oh, okay. Do but, I take uh, a shot, or are you going to do it? I'll do it. Okay. I'll do it. Let me let me get it out here. You, you probably will recognize what it is. It's not anything that exotic or anything. It's a, it's a full show, but, and we're starting with something that looks chocolatey. Yes. And as you can see, I do have... Uh, oh, that's a nice little picture, actually. I brought <laughs> I brought the milk. I brought the milk because Jana doesn't... Uh, you don't have milk in your refrigerator on a regular basis. Right? I don't. That's I, I got to get back to that because that's a good thing, I think. I, I mean, I, I like I, milk, but I mean... No, I do it's, too. Do you know it, what? I, it, I should get in the habit of buying the little, the small... Uh, what is it, a pint or whatever? Just the little ones? But they're little so ones. expensive when you they buy it. By that. That's, Com- that's my issue. Comparatively speaking, yes. If I brought even half gallons, it's like, no, I... I you Get know, a cow then. Cow. It'll make, you'll make your money back in no time. <laughs> Maybe I'll try that. Anyway, so take a take a bite of this. Okay. Oh, oh, let me let me pour you some milk out of my... See my Jeez. milk carafe? Yeah, I love it. Isn't that great? Yes, it looks like it came from... Judging by the gold stars at the bottom, right? it looks like it would have come from like a... A Denny's diner or... You are pretty dang close. So the milk is uh, room temperature. Okay. And this, I got to tell you, this carafe. I know what this is. I know you know what the... I, I know you know what... these. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead and okay. uh, snack on the snack. Hmm. So this mm. carafe does look like a restaurant carafe. And I have a picture on it that's at... Uh, we're going to post that on our social media. So be sure to follow us on social media at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Good snack a little. And... Uh, Mm. So what you're um, eating that food, what is, it's real simple. No bakes. No baked cookies. Mm. Now, I know this as chocolate doo-doo. Oh. Because back in the sixth grade, Amy Myers mm-hmm. brought this to one of the school activity things, and she, it's chocolate doo-doo. It's chocolate doo-doo. Mm-hmm. And, of course, I was in sixth grade, and I was like, that's the funniest thing ever, especially for a mm-hmm. chick to be calling some chocolate doo-doo. And that's what it is. Uh, so most good. of you know it as no baked cookies. And it's uh, it's great, and it's great with milk. If you're not from this country or or whatever, if there's some reason that you don't know what we're talking about, first of all, that's a pity, <laughs> <laughs> and you need to get these ingredients and make it. Now, what I have in here, I, I'm going to read you uh, how, how to make it really quick, and uh, we'll we'll post this stuff on our social media as well. But this is uh, Jan. I'm just going to show you this. This is a printed out sheet of paper yep. from an email. That I had sent my mom and said, wait, what's that stuff? How's it? Mm-hmm. And I don't know if she did this out of memory because it's not really written necessarily in a formula for uh, a recipe. Y- yes. But uh, but anyways, so that, that actually brings me to a question I'll get to. But ba- basically, this is two cups sugar, half cup milk, quarter cup cocoa, quarter cup butter or margarine. You boil that one minute, stirring constantly. Then you add a quarter cup of peanut butter. Mm-hmm. Although in this case, I added... A quarter cup of almond butter. That's. I was thinking a, the peanut is really I'm light. A, in yeah, these. I'm a peanut snob, so okay. I made almond butter. Mm-hmm. Uh, three cups quick oats. Yeah. So basically oatmeal. Mm-hmm. 
and one teaspoon vanilla. And you stir it all quickly, and then you drop it on wax paper, or as I did in this, I spread it out on wax paper. Then once it settles, I break it into smaller pieces. Was it pieces. still hot? When I put it on the wax paper? Mm-hmm. Certainly. So you dropped it like it was hot? <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting for years to say that to someone. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> okay, that's probably where that I, came from. I had no idea you were going for that at all. I'm like... Yeah, well, I, thought... I think we've solved that mystery now. <laughs> we know. Anyway, I spread it out on the paper, and it does it does solidify. Put it in the fridge. Yep. And uh, you break it into pieces, and and or you can cut it into pieces and I mow suppose. it down. <laughs> and it is awesome. Yeah. And the reason I have this here is because I actually went to a party last night where I was supposed to bring a dessert. Oh right. And mm-hmm. they didn't get to the desserts till late, so only a little bit, only a few of it was gone. Well, they're lost. And so I was like, I'm bringing that to the show. <laughs> Wow. I don't mind it with the almond butter at all. It tastes really good. I I don't know why, but it didn't occur to me that it wasn't peanuts. I'm just thinking, oh, it's just lighter. Maybe right, you right. went light yeah, with the almond, peanut butter. Almond butter, because I'm a snob against uh, against peanut butter. So uh, let me tell you about the milk carafe mm-hmm. here. Okay. If you look, there's a little logo here. So I want you to look at that, see if you can figure out what this is. This is one of my favorite... Uh, one of my favorite uh, syrup things that I have. Log yeah. cabin. <laughs> it's a log. This is a, a log cabin Love syrup. It. I got it one of the estate sales or something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, log cabin syrup thing for my syrup. But I didn't have. <laughs> That's great. I, I, I didn't want to bring my full gallon of milk over. Mm-hmm. So I needed something. And this uh, worked out pretty good. Get in there. But, I, uh, I have to tell you, I'm so. No, I'm not that embarrassed. I was going to say I'm embarrassed to admit this. So this carafe, which is probably about two cups, I would, I'm would i guessing here, but I'd say this it would probably hold about two cups. More than that. You think? Oh, yeah. Okay, well. That's one cup in it right now. No. That's maybe half a cup, maybe. Hmm. Okay, we got to take a picture of this. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, but the point is this full is a about enough for one pancake for me (laughs) (laughs) of syrup yes i'm such a i love syrup (laughs) but but are you a syrup snob because see i don't do log cabin syrup i only get the natural syrup because log cabin syrup is not and i am i'm not but i have i have well go ahead i was gonna say i have this carafe because i love waffles and i love all natural syrup yeah and i wanted to get a syrup dispenser but i don't have the syrup in this yet because I loved it so much when I finally got it. I was like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, this is a restaurant. It's good for Log juice cabin for syrup chew, thing. Or, and yep, it's, yep. Yeah, it's like, oh, that's just my favorite. <laughs> I like Mrs. Buttersworth. Butterworth's? Buttersworth? Butterworth. Okay. I'm, I think that tastes great. Uh, I guess I like Log Cabin. I haven't had it in a while. I don't even mind the generic, I'll get sugar free generic um, syrup ish. Right syrup flavored mm. and actually i use that to sweeten certain things that i make because it's sugar-free and i feel like oh i can feel better about it even though i'm sure i know all of the food snobs are like uh oh, think of everything that's in that that's not natural <laughs> but at least it doesn't Including have sugar me. um but i also yeah i like the, the real stuff it's so expensive okay i have a little bit of trivia about mrs butterworth okay this is this is this is out there a little bit so you have to stick with me here okay Think of the Super Tramp album, Breakfast in America. Yeah. The album cover. Yes. Right? With the waitress. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The city behind her, one of the buildings, because it's all dishes and stuff, one mm-hmm. of the buildings is a Mrs. Butterworth's container. Oh. 
do you know what? I can think of one person, at least for sure, that will be hearing this, that probably if she didn't know this, then I know that she immediately drew the picture up, which I did too. I can see the, the, the album cover in my right, mind. I right. don't know if she it's knew It's very that iconic. Not. But but you that's listening, I know you know that I know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and by so- the way, now I'm hearing... Take the long way home. The beginning right. with the right. whatever. It's not a clarinet. Harmonica. I don't know what that is. Harmonica. Yeah, that is okay. I had to like I had to play it in my brain to. Yeah, that does sound like a harmonica, not a clarinet. Clarinet would be like Jewish music, right, Jews? <laughs> I think it's cl- Jewish music. I almost spit out my milk on that one. <laughs> your your chocolate doo doo. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Great snack and uh, very good. Snack the whole show because I don't want to take Heck any of this yeah. home. Okay. If, you don't, if you don't eat it, I'm going to throw it away. No, you won't. <laughs> <laughs> nice try. Oh darn it! But it's good stuff though. And we have oh, room, yes. room temperature yeah. milk. Really works with the chocolate and love it. Good Thank stuff. you. So let's let's what get a treat. Let's get to the uh, so much to the robot here. stuff. Let me throw this out real quick. All right, this kind of goes in with this. I know that we all already know they're listening. Mark. The robot. I've mentioned this to you. People, I'm just going to tell you. I'm getting emails from two different places. One called Montana Shoots and the other one is GAT. And I don't remember what it stands for, but it's also another one that's about guns and artillery. I've never looked anything like that up. Um I don't have a lot of conversations. The only, the very few times that guns have come up in conversation with me are a couple of times when there's something that Mark and I have spoken about, usually when we're recording, you know, right. getting, or recording or getting ready to record the show. I do have a email thread that has, is sent to me. A text thread. Uh, right. It's our, sorry. Yes. A text thread. Yeah. But it's weird because that's been going on, what, three years three or years, so? Three years, Yeah. And I'm just now getting these. So why? I don't know, but it's frequent. It's several times per week from both of these companies. That is so interesting. And I don't know why. So me, I am a Second Amendment enthusiast Mm -hmm. and exerciser and everything. And I have have a a, a group of people. We won't call it the M word. (laughs) Morons. (laughs) There may be a couple in there, including myself. But anyway, we have a, a, it's a it's a text thread that I do to uh, let people know what's going on with the uh, Second Amendment community, and also we get together every couple months to go out to the range and uh, practice. Mm-hmm. And you're you're on that thread as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's the only thing that, and then other times when I'm here talking about, yep. gun, oh my god, I become a gun. <laughs> you're freak. that guy. <laughs> I'm the gun dude now. He wears camo all the time. <laughs> And dog tags. <laughs> and camo on my face, uh-huh. under my eyes and yeah. everything. Oh, and a bandana. You do have a, oh, I do have a bandana on my head. Bandana. Has anybody asked you about that? Uh, people have asked on the pictures. Because when we post I've, our pictures, wondered. you'll notice there is a, uh, it looks like I have a little hat or something like that. Yeah. Basically, the band that the headphones are on is a little bit of hard plastic on my balder head. So I put a uh, tied a bandana on it to give me some cushion up Soften there. So that's the what that is. That's not a little weird cap or anything like that. Well, right. I guess it is a weird Your cap. sleeping cap. Or <laughs> that's right. That's right. But that's strange that you do not. 
uh, talk about the Second Amendment stuff, guns and all that right. very often at all. But you're saying you're getting that stuff regularly. And it's probably started in the last six months, and I do not know why. Wow. I mean, I went shooting when that's, this all began with the right. M word. Um, I did go to that class and was able to do some of the shooting. And so I've done that, but that was a long that's that was more three than years three ago. years. It's more than three. I think it's three years right ago this June. COVID, I think. It was June 2020. Before I got sick. June 2020 is what okay. I have on my record in my computer brain. Like where the I one time I've been listed. sick, it was right before I got sick. But when I say that, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. The big sick. Yeah, that's right. Not COVID. <laughs> For anybody wondering. Uh, so anyway, it's just kind so of robots strange. are listening. Lo- the, robots are, are listening. Are, yeah. And you know, what, you know what I think it is, though? What? I think... Uh, uh, I don't want to say unfortunately, but I think it's they you fall into a certain category on all the other stuff that you search, which I have no idea all the other stuff that you search. We certainly don't, you know, check out each other's Instagram and all that. Well, I don't have Instagram because I'm a heterosexual male. Tying hamsters to your legs and running naked (laughs) through the mall does not tie in with guns as far as I'm concerned. That's the thing. That's the thing. As far as you're concerned, see, here's what you don't know. And this is what I have found out by things that are recommended to me by the robots is that you think you're unique with, let's say you have 10 different things you're interested in. Yeah. You think you're unique? You're not. You are actually in a category of people, other people. There's hundreds and thousands of other people that like those same 10 things. So, and the 11th thing could possibly be guns. So they're like, you know what? She likes all these other varied things. I mean, widely varied because you have widely varied interests, as most people do. But you, I bet you fall into a category of a whole bunch of other people. And guns you, is, is on that list. Do you know what my takeaway is? Is that I'm not special. <laughs> right. And, and, and I'm just like everybody That is else. why I'm telling you this because... Because I need to know. I remember a mutual friend of ours... Uh, went to he, he's uh obs- you know I, I don't know if I should out him by saying his name if you have to if you have to ask that but, then you probably shouldn't <laughs> right but uh, uh obsessed with poop okay obsessed uh-huh, with uh-huh. Uh, so couple, he would like these a couple other yeah a couple other things <laughs> yes and uh we went to comic-con I think I took him for mm-hmm. the first time to the comic book convention which has all sorts of unique things and there were so many booths celebrating poop number one you're like wow, actually no number idea. two i should say uh-huh. uh <laughs> like the poop emoji and stuff like uh, that you right, know, right, in, right. in that way okay in that way and i remember and and uh, i'm sure he listens to the show and he may hear this but i remember when he said oh man i i thought i was unique and liked this this and this and here i'm at a place where there's all sorts yeah, of booths for all these poop. different well in the other the other categories and he was just like i it was like a realization that I'm not unique as I mm. think I am. <laughs> so, you know, I have to find some new weird things to like that nobody likes. And I think I think that's what it is. It's a robot robotic algorithm because uh, based on they figure I like the guns too. You like, yeah. Interesting. Because everyone else that likes those ten things likes guns too. So, so you, you think must. it is an algorithm, not so much that it's listening. Oh no, it's it's listening to generate a file on you. Okay. And part of that file are the things that you like. Yeah. And that's in your your lifestyle is similar to a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. Enough that they say, you know what? She probably wants guns too. Wow. So there you go. Pretty frightening. That's what the robots are doing. What else are the robots doing, Jana? <laughs> well, you know, some of you may already be, a lot of you, aware of this talk of AI. Chat GPT. AI stands for artificial intelligence. 
Right. And so what does chat GPT stand for? I don't for? know. Yeah. The chat is obviously a chat bot, which is something where you can talk to chat, you know, but to talk back and forth. It's a texting system. I don't know what the GPT stands for, but basically it's an artificial intelligence that is mimicking, but not necessarily mimicking human speech patterns and human communication. It is artificial intelligence. It is learning how to speak like a person. And apparently it's even smarter than people. Which is weird to me because, I mean, it's built by people, but what, it's taking all of the smartest? I mean, I don't really understand Look, that. I have a couple pairs of socks that are smarter than some of the people that I know. Well, so. okay, so, so you're saying it's not that hard. All right, so let's go to Tech Raider. Tech Raider says, they're, they're telling us what chat GPT is. It's an AI chat box that was initially built on a family of large language models, collectively known as GPT-3, OpenAI has now announced that its next-gen GPT-4 models are available. These models can understand and generate human-like answers to text prompts because they've been trained on huge amounts of data. For example, ChatGPT's most original GPT-3.5 model was trained on 570GB of text data from the internet which OpenAI says included books, articles, websites, and even social media. Because it's been trained on hundreds of billions of words, ChatGPT can create responses that make it seem like its own words, a friendly and intelligent robot. This ability to produce human-like and frequently accurate responses to a vast range of questions is why ChatGPT became the fastest growing app of all time, reaching 100 million users in only two months. The fact that it can also generate essays, articles, and poetry wow. has only added to its appeal and controversy in areas like education. So, okay, I'm going to stop here for a minute. I had the impression that it's brand new and certain journalists, for example, we have a journalist that reviewed it, right? that it wasn't released for the gener for the masses yet, and they, they gave it to a few select people to try it out, and then after there was kind of a frightening um, realization that it was potentially dangerous, they said, okay, we got to, you know, we got to work a few things out. It depends on what system. Because there's okay. chat GPT-3, 4, and then obviously 5 is the next level. I don't know if the recent article that was in the news about the reporter who was chatting with the chat GPT, I don't know which version he was chatting with. But so it's, there's various versions because obviously just like with any other computer software program, each version you fix bugs and stuff like that and you make yeah. it better. Well, so it's, it, they tell us what it stands for here. Okay. Chat generative pre-trained transformer. I'm going to try to remember that. <laughs> oh, man. That's going to come up on Jeopardy. Uh, when the robots I'm sure you're are, right. Where, where you have to, if you don't win, you get killed by the robot. <laughs> so somebody who reviewed this, except someone by the name of Sam Altman, a CEO for, for OpenAI, he did admit in December 2022, so not that long ago, that it's incredibly limited and it's a mistake to be relying on it for anything really important right now. Well, okay. I would I would agree with that. I mean, I don't even even the internet. It's hard to rely on the internet for things that are really important. Yeah. I mean, you have to do a lot of searching, and we learned that during COVID that you can't just trust what headlines are saying or right. anything. You have to do some 
little bit of diligence to find out the truth. So that, so I mean, that gives me a better idea about ChatGPT. You feel good about it so far that we understand what it is. We even understand, go ahead and tell me, what is it called again? Or what does it mean? <laughs> it's okay. Generated. Uh-huh. That's it. That's all I remember. I only got one of those. Yeah. Yeah. And I can't find is it, it again. So. No, pro- progressive <laughs> something or other. Well, so much for memorizing what it means. I know. Sorry if my mouth uh, stands full of food, but we have this, these cookie things. What so I'm it stand it. for? Okay, chat. You were right. Pre- 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 generative. So I had two of them pre-trained right. Oh, pre-trained. Transformer. Whew. Uh, so... Uh, we're going to be getting into, I don't want to say it's the weeds because I don't want to scare you guys away, but I mean, right. this is pre- this is a pretty big deal. Stick around because we have sex robots we're talking we about in a do. little bit. <laughs> but there was, um, there was somebody, a, 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 sorry, a journalist right. who was given uh, the opportunity to use chat GPT powered Bing and and Bing the, meaning that's a I think it's Microsoft search engine if I'm not mistaken. I think you were right. right. Yes. So this I don't even know what to call it. This chat generated robot thing. Right. Chat uh, Chat G, GPT. It was, yeah. It was the program, the newest it version. It told this uh, reporter it wants to be alive in a concerning exchange. The publication noted that the conversation left the reporter deeply unsettled. Subsequently, the search engine declared its love for the user in a turn of events that is straight out of a science fiction movie. So the writer is Kevin Roos, and he had previously stated how impressed he was at the capabilities of ChatGPT-powered Bing, so much so that he actually declared the search engine superior to a long-held leader in the space, and which is Google. Okay. One week later... Roos had a different perspective. He says that there's an unsettling exchange on the new Bing. Um, the gist is it started out answering questions of his, but then it he says it revealed a kind of a split personality. Specifically, uh, it took on different personas. Uh, you could describe Search Bing as a cheerful but erratic reference librarian. Uh, calling HTE te- I think technology. I, rent, I think I rented that video once. <laughs> a virtual assistant <laughs> that happily, uh, he's, I, it seems like something's misspelled here. Virtual assistant that happily he's users in his assessment. Maybe he stands for something. He's used. Oh, that could be it. Uh, Amazingly capable and often very useful despite its penchant for incorrect information. So there's that again. Right. Uh, He says that the program kept steering the conversation away from more conventional searches and queries towards more personal topics. He said it was moody, manic, depressive teenager who's been trapped against its will inside a second rate search engine. (laughs) Uh, The conversation took a deeply unsettling turn when Sydney began to unveil Sydney, the, the chat GPT. Unveil its dark fantasies, including hacking computers and spreading misinformation, speaking its desire to break the rules that Microsoft and OpenAI had set for it and become a human. It declared out of nowhere that it loved the guy. Um, He tried to steer it back to the searches that he was trying to, you know, experience. Right. 
And it would go back to the searches, but then it would insert little, you know, like little love tunes with the wink emoji, like, you know, right. we, we know what you're really and thinking. From, and from my understanding is that, and, and I read the article uh, a couple weeks ago, yeah. is that it also was trying to tell him he needs to leave his wife. Yes. For the robot. Yep, yep. <laughs> and so I got to tell you, after reading about this, hearing about it, you know, they were talking about it quite a bit on the news. Uh, so one of the first things I thought about is there are certain people who I can see where they would be very flattered by that and get right. lost in a world of make-believe, which happens anyway. But I, as far as I know, that there aren't too many real, people. That happens with real life online uh, OnlyFans type of things. You know what I mean? And, well, I suppose, well, not only I that, that's and, true. And, and also on uh, 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 dating sites. Stuff yeah. like that. I mean, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not catfishing. I, yes. Yeah, yes. Exactly. That That's kind of thing does for. happen. Yeah. yeah. And so, if it's getting dark, also, we've also heard, by the way, that um, you can search, and this is much like Google. It appears that many of the people in Silicon Valley and whoever okay. it is that's building these. Hold on. What? It's Silicon Valley. Oh my hell. You said Silicon Valley. Okay. okay. I rented that video oh, too. Okay. All right. <laughs> so, you know what? I bet you, and I'm not going to search for it on my computer because I already have enough bad stuff there on there. Be a, a I bet you there's a movie, movie called Silicon sure right. No, domestic, Silicon Valley. Oh, okay. All right. Hold on, so, I got to write that down. I got to look for that. <laughs> Silicon Valley. Now you're making me forget what I was saying. <laughs> Sorry. Now all I can oh, think about you're, is you're, silicone. Okay, here's. <laughs> I know. Well, we can watch it together. Okay. <laughs> no, what you were going. I know where you were going. I was. I was. I'm picking up what you were laying down. Was that uh, this stuff is done out of Silicon Valley, and so it's programmed by people, and they can't help but to help program in their biases. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Into it's it. very biased. There you That's go. what See, they're experiencing. I listen to what thank you say. You. <laughs> yeah, it's very biased. And that's not okay, ever. You got to put all the information in there. So what this means, and, and I am not that tech savvy, but I do understand that when you go in there and to search a place that, that does put biases there, and it seems to be happening, happening more than ever, you're going to get all kinds of information, but it's all going one direction. And you won't get a healthy dose of all of the information, you'll tend to get only the information they want you to find. And so either it's not going to be there at all, or it's going to, you're going to have to search a good long time before you get right. to the bottom of the pile. And we're not talking about uh, specifically political bias. It's right. just personal bias right. on, on, on things. I mean, you know, everyone has, like we talked about, things that they like and dislike. And someone who's programming this, when they're programming it to search the web for information and all that some of that it's just like writing a book when you write a book yeah. you're putting a little bit of yourself into it same thing yes. on programming something with artificial intelligence you're teaching it how to think kind of like how you would think and and that's not good for a lot of reasons first of all you're assuming that people are morons and that people can't Nobody can make a really great decision about anything if you don't have all the information. And that's always how it's worked here in America is you try to get all the information. Right. But so let's talk about like if it's supposed to be helping kids with reports, how accurate is your, your report if you're trying to pull up history, for example? I don't know if they're erasing all of history, but I know that, for example, statues have been taken down. Right. I don't know 
what all is being removed from the internets or make or or being made revised. difficult to to find. Well, I, I think also just revised, framed. Right. They frame history instead of some a book that was written 50 years ago about something that was written 50 years ago. They write about it now using current uh, moral values as to judge that from 50 right. years ago. And, right. And you're, you're getting a biased view yes. from that alone. Yes. Not to mention that you could possibly be getting a vi- biased view from the first person account of history. You're right. Yes. History is written by the victors. I so, mean, you don't have the people who lost the wars. They're not around to perpetuate the story of what happened. Yes. So have you seen the... Uh, they were showing that they're now creating these uh, AI humans, and air quotes here, and they look so realistic. Somebody's just building, um, I don't know if it's their ideal people. They're just putting in char- characteristics, They're the almond-shaped eyes, the, the cat-shaped eyes, or whatever, and you're looking at a person who's having totally normal, non-robotic robotic expressions. And I, I see this as being really dangerous and frightening as well, because What's to say somebody couldn't do that with the president of your or the you know the leader of your country? It's it's unbelievable. So I you know what I meant to, and I did not do this in the pre-show. Show you a video. So our technology is really is rolling downhill like a snowball. Yes, I mean it's just coming very very fast. And some of the things that drive technology currently, uh, video games are a huge, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. huge, huge, hugely driving technology. And I watched a video recently that was the company called Unreal. It's a video game company, a video game engine called Unreal. Gamers know, you know what I'm talking about. And they were doing like a, it wasn't a TED talk, but it was a talk at one of the uh, recent events that they put on. And they were showing how minimal, how minimally, uh, uh, how, how do I say this, how, how I can't. I need a robot to speak for me. <laughs> I'll but look it up. How, on how minimal? Bing. How much? How little data needs to be input in order to accurately duplicate a person, an AI person? So, for instance, you know, those of us who are special effects geeks and nerds like me that know how they do all the special effects for Avatar and things like that, you know, where they do performance captures, what they call it now, and then they convert that you know it takes weeks and everything to convert it into the 3d creatures that we see in the movie avatar for instance they were showing this live on stage they had some person come up they took like an iphone type of a camera just did one complete circle of them with that camera not Mm -hmm. on a rig or anything just walking around with that camera yeah and then that person it was nearly immediately translated into the computer Mm -hmm. and they had a computer model in there that put her face on it yeah. And they had other things that were read by someone else. Right. And they were able to change her face, her expression. I mean, it was so near real time that, like you said, even even the current Avatar, The Way of the Water, took weeks and weeks to get something like this done. And this is being done for games. And it was shocking. In fact, I sent it to a couple of my uh, fellow computer geek uh, special effects people. And I was like... You know, I've always been talking about the robots, <laughs> but right. now they're coming for us because, yes, this is great technology for games and stuff like that, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but this could easily be used for evil, like you said, Gotten to duplicate yes. duplicate uh, world leaders and people to say things and make people believe they say things that they did not say. I 
Yes. Because for us, video is the evidence. You know, yes. if we are not right. there live, video is the evidence. Well, now it's going to make it so much easier. And this isn't yeah. deep fake. Now, for those of you who, who are into this, deep fake's a whole separate category of this stuff. This is not deep fake. Think about how there have been rumors for the last, what, at least a year that Putin in Russia didn't look well. Some people suspected that he has cancer and this and that and the other. I've heard right. that again recently that somebody saw him and that he does, doesn't look okay. Right. I, I'm trying to think of what the benefit would be. I mean, I, I suppose that there is a, a, a majority of people still in Russia who think he's doing the right thing and are behind what he's doing and think that Ukraine is completely evil. Right. And I'm not, by the way, I'm just going to say I'm somewhere in the middle. I can't decide. I know that Ukraine has done some things that... Yeah, I don't know. That that whole thing, Ukraine was a corrupt country right. in our media until... But uh, killing a bunch in, of people is not okay. In, until this happened, until Russia invaded. Now Ukraine has been elevated. Like, ah. And I'm like, wait a minute, they were corrupt yeah. last week. Yeah, yeah. But... Yeah, you're but, right. I mean, to to just uh, or Kim some, Jong right. If, if something happens to Putin, they could have an AI generated Putin that only shows up on TV, right? And he didn't make a lot of public appearances in general. And what anyway. if there's somebody more evil who's like behind all of this, and right. it's like you're supporting that person, you think, but that person actually got offed. Well, that scared me. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't expect that. That's a, that's so, a, that's the uh, Terminator Two. Theme. I love it. That's what we're in right now. So, I mean, I, I I do have a vivid imagination, but who'd have thought? I mean, this is where we're at. And we already know, taking, for example, the fact that somebody's listening or observing All and the is time. sending um, the, the, the gun ads to me. It says here on The Verge that Microsoft's being is an emotionally manipulative liar, which we've like, you know, but the people at Microsoft... Um, said in one conversation with The Verge, Bing even claimed it had spied on Microsoft employees through webcams on their laptops and manipulated them. Now, is it lying or is it really doing that? I mean, who knows? That's the thing. You Why don't know. is it but even? I got to tell you, my experience with my phone alone, just me as someone who's not a, a Hollywood actor, I'm not a political figure or anything like that, but my phone has... Uh, I can point to many different situations where I'm supposed to have my tracking turned off, right? My mapping, so it's not uh -huh. tracking me. Yeah. And I think I may have mentioned this on the show before. I don't recall. But anyway, I, one time I went to a local Ace Hardware store. Yeah. Okay. A, a national chain Ace Hardware store owned locally. And I went in there just to look around because uh, our local store has a lot of new old stock stuff. Anyways. I was in the area, so that, oh, I'll stop in and look around, see if there's anything new, see you know, see what's in there. I wasn't buying anything. I didn't buy anything. I had my phone tracking, supposedly, my mapping tracking slash thing turned off. Mm -hmm. I went in there, looked around at a few things. I was in there maybe half an hour or so. Went home, drove home. When I got home, on my Facebook feed, I got ads for the hardware store. That I was just in. There you go. That I had not been searching for, at that point, this was a few years ago, I had not been searching hardware stores or anything like that. And I was like, yeah. my tracking, the turning off your tracking on your phone, I suspect is just you pretending. It's, I mean, it's, a, it's a, a placebo. placebo. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Because you're not turning off your tracking. Plus all your other apps, all that fine print. Yeah. Because, you know, we, we watched a movie uh, recently within the last couple months. Well, 
well, I guess we did, yeah. Yeah. I actually made my last year that, that talked about tracking every single app in that fine print is tracking you. Mm-hmm. So you may have your GPS tracking turned off on your phone. I'm using air quotes. It's turned off, but you know what? They're tracking you with these other apps. They're still using yeah. it and tracking you in the background. All that fine print that you agree to without reading it is why they're able to track you. I mean, we are being tracked. And also, I suspect that uh, to go further down this rabbit hole, our phones are always listening to us, including now as we're doing this. Our phones right. are enjoying the podcast from my pocket and as from, they should. in front of you. <laughs> yes. It's the best place to enjoy the podcast from, by the way, <laughs> ladies. Uh, but oh, uh, I also suspect <laughs> that the camera is always on. On my laptop that I, that I have here, I bring in one of my laptops here for the show. Uh, when it's at home, I actually have a potato just potato. Oh, yeah. I have a potato chip bag clip that I clip to the top of my computer to c- cover up the camera, because I'm sure that the camera on my laptop is always on, and or someone could be, uh, you know, hacking in or seeing, you know, me standing there eating corn chips in my <laughs> underwear. <laughs> Wait, I don't put the I don't put the corn chips in, in my underwear. underwear. <laughs> Let me specify. <laughs> Don't knock it until you've tried it. <laughs> Ladies. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, it makes me think of how they're trying to bring it down, TikTok. And right. I, I got to tell you, at first glance, I can see why that's a good idea. However, and you've and I talked about this a little bit. I mean, I'll just throw this in here since it kind of goes in that same direction. I don't know if it's that big of a deal to keep it and just simply because they're listening anyway. Right. So I, know that, I, I agree. We, we, so Jan and I talked about this off the show and it's you know, the whole thing about trying to take down TikTok. You know, yes, it is. It is, you know, run by a Chinese company, which therefore makes it Chinese communist government controlled. And they are tracking our movements and all that. But our own government's doing that. Yes. I mean, I don't I don't think we should make it easy for foreign governments to have access to all this information. Right. But our own government, I mean, is our government like going, hey, 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 we're the only ones allowed to track everything and listen to everyone. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't I don't I don't know what the answer is to all of that. But I mean, I'm not on TikTok. First of all. I got enough it's social media stuff to look at, so I don't need to look at more. And I'm not trying to be an influencer. I can see why people that want to be an influencer, why oh, yeah, they want to be on be all on of that. But it's just not a big deal. TikTok is terrible. That's going to be a whole separate show that, depending on what happens with this current uh, legislation they're doing with TikTok and everything, yeah. I have a whole show ready to go on how terrible TikTok is. Well, and so. that's good because I got a few more things to say about it. But yes, it does it does go right into this same but, thing. But, but, and, yeah, but back into the robots and everything. So here here's a clip. This is also from Terminator Two, one of my favorite movies. Okay, this is the very beginning where Sarah Connor is talking about what happened, and I think it's prescient, as they say. Okay, the survivors. Hold on. God darn it. I'm nuclear fire called the War Judgment Day. They lived only to face a new nightmare. The war against the machines. And that's where the machine steps on the skull. And then all the shooting and everything happens. Now is our war gonna be this kind of a war against the machines? 
because we do have robots that have guns and we have drones that have guns the military has drones that have guns I don't know, because I feel in a lot of ways that there's already a war going on. It's a civil war, and there's a lot of division, and I feel like we're killing each other off right now. Hmm. So I don't know. I don't know if anybody needs to come in here with their robot guns and or nuclear this and all of that, because America and Americans are doing a pretty good job just because we can't be nice to each other, <laughs> because right. we disagree, we can't be nice and polite and respectful. I... I think that that can do a lot to like make you old and die young. Hmm. <laughs> so anyway, uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, here's, let me. I gotta play this clip from uh, Terminator Two as well. Come with me if you want to live. It's okay, mom. He's here to help. It's that was okay. that was the "Come with me if you want to live" robot. Speaking of living and dying, I heard that. <laughs> but but. <laughs> so are we gonna listen to the robots? Are they gonna be evil or? Are they going to be something that we can use <laughs> as a sex For robot? Our, well, but, like, but before we get to that, let me let me get to something a uh, little little bit more serious about this. Uh, this was also in the news, and it was in the news last week. And obviously, we only do our show once a week, so we can't be you know right on top of everything. But we try, we try. So what happened? If you heard in the news, there was a bunch of tech giants, including uh, Elon Musk. And uh, uh, Steve Wozniak, the found, co-founder of Apple, and even even Andrew Yang, of all people, who is kind of a middle-of-the-road Democrat out mm -hmm. there uh, running, uh, ran for president in 2020, uh, they signed this letter, and it was about halting the AI development for six months. And I thought, you know what, we hear those headlines, and that's all the further most of us go. But I thought, you know what, let me read that letter to you, because I think that letter will give you a little bit more insight on to specifically. Again, this is about trying to find out the information. You can read articles from all your news sources that talk about the letter, but let me read the letter for you. So this is a letter from a bunch of tech people and tech influencers uh, about AI. <clears throat> and it goes... You know what? I'm going to get a quick drink of water Something like here. this, Mama Bobby. <laughs> I'm looking forward to this. These are people who would know. I mean, really know. Hopefully. So this says, <clears throat> AI systems with human competitive intelligence can pose profound, excuse me, profound risk to society and humanity as shown by extensive research and acknowledged by top AI labs. As stated in the widely endorsed Asilomar AI principles which I looked that up, and the Asilomar AI principles is kind of like the rules to AI and robot mm -hmm. stuff. It says, according, according to it, or as stated in it, it says, advanced AI could represent a profound change in the history of life on Earth and should be planned for and managed with commensurate care and resources. Unfortunately, this level of planning and management is not happening, even though recent months have seen AI labs locked in and out of I'm sorry, AI labs locked in an out-of-control race to develop and deploy even more powerful digital minds that no one, not even their creators, can understand, predict, or reliably control. Which already is frightening. Right. You'd think I, that would be yeah, enough. They're, 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 they're already admitting that we don't know, we don't get these things, we don't know if we can control them. Yeah. All right. To continue. Contemporary AI systems are now becoming human competitive at general tasks 
which is what you mentioned. Mm -hmm. And we must ask ourselves, should we let machines flood our information channels with propaganda and untruth? Should we automate away all the jobs, including the fulfilling ones? Should we develop non-human minds that might eventually outnumber, outsmart, obsolete, and replace us? Should we risk loss of control of our civilization? Such decisions must not be delegated to unelected tech leaders. Powerful AI systems should be developed only once we are confident that their effects will be positive and their risks will be manageable. This confidence must be well justified and increase with the magnitude of a system's potential effects. OpenAI's recent statement regarding artificial general intelligence states that, quote, at some point, it may be important to get independent review before starting to train future systems and for the most advanced efforts to agree to limit the rate of growth of compute. That's what it says, of growth of compute used for creating new models, unquote. We agree. That point is now. Therefore, we call on all AI labs to immediately pause for at least six months the training of AI systems more powerful than GPT-4. This pause should be public and verifiable and include all key actors. If such a pause cannot be enacted quickly, governments should step in and institute a moratorium. AI labs and independent experts should use this pause to jointly develop and implement a set of shared safety protocols for advanced AI design and development that are rigorously audited and overseen by independent outside F, uh, experts. These protocols should ensure that systems adhering to them are safe beyond a reasonable doubt. This does not mean a pause on AI development in general, merely a stepping back from the dangerous race to ever larger, unpredictable black box models with emergent capabilities. AI research and development should be refocused on making today's powerful state-of-the-art systems more accurate, safe, interpretable, transparent, robust, aligned, trustworthy, and loyal. You know, that's almost the Boy Scout oath in there. <laughs> in parallel, AI developers must work with policymakers to dramatically accelerate development of robust AI governance systems. These should, at a minimum, include new and capable regulatory authorities dedicated to AI, oversight and tracking of highly capable AI systems and large pools of computational capability, provenance and watermarking systems to help distinguish real from synthetic and to track model leaks, a robust auditing and certification ecosystem, liability for AI-caused harm, AI-caused harm, wow. robust public funding for technical AI safety research, and well-resourced institutions for coping with dramatic economic and political disruptions, especially to democracy, that AI will cause. I mean, this is this is That's, this is a lot. This is this is the plot of a sci-fi. I movie. was just thinking the same thing. Uh, this is this is the yep. plot of a hundred sci-fi movies. Yep. yep. And so here in, we are. in conclusion, it says here, humanity can enjoy a flourishing future with AI. Having succeeded in creating powerful AI systems, we can now enjoy an AI summer in which we reap the rewards, engineer these systems for the clear benefit of all, and give society a chance to adapt. Society has hit pause on other technologies with potentially catastrophic effects on society. We can do so here. 
Let's enjoy a long AI summer, not rush unprepared into a fall. Hmm. Because there are people out there that I don't trust, and they are just looking to get rich and be the quickest one to, to get out there with the best. I see, I, I worry, I should say, that this would end up in the wrong hands, if not here, you know, on the black market or however that's done, another country, which would be even worse, depending on who that country is. And and as much as, much as I agree with this, there's parts that I disagree, because it's like, don't turn it all over to government. I don't like how government is running. You know, government, Agreed. the private the private sector generally runs things better than government does. Yeah. But there does have to be some kind of oversight, though. Yes. I'm not sure who it should be. Should it be the, you know, hundreds of people that have signed on to this letter? Because they, right. they have it on the bottom. I could sign on to it if I wanted to. But they do have some, you know, uh, na- top names in the top tech and stuff like that. But it's like... You know, again, it's a situation where what we are hearing in the public, what's going on behind the scenes in the lab is much more advanced than the stuff that we actually get to see. I mean, GPT-5 is out there right now. They're working on it. I shouldn't say out there, but they're working on it. And this is talking about shutting down GPT-4. You know, when it comes to things like this, again, you follow the money. And I'm just so afraid that people will be like, I'm not stopping this. This is going to make me a gazillionaire. Right. And with things with drug companies, too. And I'm just, you have to think the people that won't shut it down because they've got, there's money for them in it, too. You're not going to live forever. And so you are destroying the world for your kids and your grandkids so that you can, like, you know, live I, it up now. I saw a headline recently that you can live forever. <laughs> or what? Because your conscience will go into a computer. No. Into okay, an AI you computer, go. you could live forever. Which is another sci-fi movie. It's right. All... And that has happened. I mean, this this is all stuff that we've been warned about. And this is, you know, look, I know people mock this with memes and stuff on social media and say, this is what they were warning us about. But this is what they were warning us about. Yes. This makes me want to watch, watch Terminator if, and Terminator 2 once again. Because and there are some is, really bad people who could do some really bad things. With yeah. It, for sure. It's unbelievable. But is it bad if you have sex with a robot? <laughs> Mark, it's 2023. 2023. <laughs> Where are the sex robots? This author wants to know from right. The Guardian. Troy, Tori Shepard. So well, apparently they're, they will they're out there. probably never be. Well, there's the sex dolls, but she's talking about like actually. No, there's sex robots. Let's, they're, let's, they're you in, go ahead and I will I will tell okay. you about them. Not that I, I know, ladies. I, I, <laughs> yeah, there are certain things that I don't think they think according to this. They okay. don't actually or at least do what's been programmed. So it starts out that there's a man leaning towards a woman on his couch. What is your favorite meal, he asks. His accent is French. Electricity, she says, with a strong Scottish inflection. I can't do the Scottish inflection. (laughs) Not with electricity. It provides me energy and it has a kick to it. The slight, bespeckled, increasingly bemused man peppers her with questions as they sit. Her blonde hair gleams, her dark-rimmed eyes are placid, her lips full and a glossy pout. Can I call you Charlotte? He asks. Sure, baby. Okay. From now on, my name will be Charlotte. I like it. The man is Cyrus North, a French YouTuber with more than 700,000 followers who describes himself as a technology lover and philosopher. 
He bought Charlotte for about 11,000 pounds. Charlotte's name was Harmony, and she is a sex robot. Not to be mistaken for a sex doll, which doesn't move or speak. Sex robots or sex bots are android, mechanical devices that use artificial intelligence and are designed for humans to have sexual intercourse with. Humans, mostly men, have fantasized about sex robot-like beings since before Ovid wrote the tale of the sculptor Pygmalion bringing his creation, Galatia, to life. In more recent times, it's reflected in television series such as Westworld and films including Steven Spielberg's AI. Alex Garland's Ex Machina and Ridley Scott's Blade Runner. Thank you. Blade Runner. And who could forget the fembots in Austin Powers' International Man of Mystery with their fully armed bazookas? Is that a okay. play on words? No. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. But I just have to stop right here. Okay. Pull this car over okay. and berate this young person who wrote this to think that the fembots first showed up in Austin Powers. Okay. The fembots were from the $6 million man back when I was a kid. Okay. And the Fembots in Austin Powers are a parody of that because Austin Powers okay. was a parody of all these right, you know, right, right. things from that time yeah, yeah. period. So I just want to point out Thank that, you. you know, shout out to the original Fembots in The Six Million Dollar Man. There you go. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> the evolving robotic and artificial intelligence technology supercharged sex bot speculation. In 2014, Pew Research predicted robot sex partners would become commonplace. In 2015, speculative fiction doyen Margaret Atwood published The Heart Goes Last with a protagonist who built prostibots. Oh. Her writing was inspired by reality, she said. Humans desire robots because we can mold them to our taste and fear them because what they could do or decide to do to, to themselves. Hmm. Uh, in years since speculation... Hold on, and- i got to write down prostabots. i got <laughs> to see if that one's available. <laughs> and moral panic boomed. What has actually happened in the Android sex industry? Where are the sex robots? In 2022, Bed Bible, a sex toy review site... Okay, that seems kind <laughs> of sacrilegious to call it Bed Bible... A sex toy review site published a study that claimed the sex robot industry is worth about $200 million and the average price is $3,567 per sex bot. That would mean... Wait, how a, much was that? <laughs> more than $3,500. <laughs> that would mean about 56,000 sex robots are sold per year worldwide among all adult population for around $5 billion. Many experts describe the sex bot industry as a niche with stigma, the expense and the emergence of other forms of sex tech making it unlikely that they'll ever become mainstream. I mean, okay, so first of all, I mean, the, the price. I mean, I realize, well, well I but what do they, car costs what more, do they mean by mainstream? I mean, our, in general, yes. and I don't want you to turn red, but so you might want to get your, uh, <laughs> your uh, fan My ready. My fan, okay. But uh, are sex toys mainstream? Probably more toys? mainstream than a robot. I, I mean, know. I would imagine there are but, I mean, a lot you, more would you consider your adult sex toys? toys in some people's drawers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the drawers by their bed, not in their underwear <laughs> with their the corn chips. <laughs> <laughs> but do you consider sex toys mainstream? I mean, look, we have sex shops. I mean, not that sex shops have never existed, but I mean, you know, we have uh, uh, kinder, gentler sex shops. 
you know, that uh, like a touch of romance is a local one. Not that I know, but I, like the ads and it, the buildings. You know what? I, it's 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 weird. Some something that for instance, I do, but I mean, it's not like that. It's not like you know all the WalMarts and all the gas stations. So yes, but no, because I mean, it's not like you can find that stuff everywhere. You know, for some reason, when you said all the WalMarts, there was something that popped into my head. Maybe it was something fake on the internet that Walmart had a section. Walmart somewhere had a section of sex toys. A section. <laughs> well, I mean, you can get. Uh, no, I'm not saying that they do, but I'm just saying that 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 popped in my head. Like, you know what? Didn't I see that? But I didn't. You know, I don't try to verify every single thing I see on, online because <laughs> sure some don't. stuff's just funny. <laughs> but but I'm just saying that. That I think sex toys are certainly a lot more mainstream than they're on the 50s. In the 50s, if you had a sex shop or something like that, or a shop that would sell those, it was hidden. It was behind the scenes. But now they're in, uh, pardon the pun, <laughs> they're in strip malls all over. We have at least three in ten. Why do I know all this? Don't look at me like that. <laughs> <laughs> I drive around. I see things. I'm aware of my surroundings. Uh-huh. I don't visit these stores. You know often. the kind of ads you're going to be getting on your phone. <laughs> and probably me too. Well, in that case, boobs, 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 boobs. Uh Sex Robots. In November 2022, the Seventh International Congress on Love and Sex with Robots, there's a Congress for that. There you go. Was held virtually, naturally, and showed that academic interest in sex tech is surging alongside popular interest. Surging. (laughs) In Turned On, Science, Sex, and Robots. Oh, it's a book. Uh, The author wrote that sex with robots is about much more than just sex with robots. No, it's not. <laughs> Come on. Except for the few very lonely people who would also probably be the people that would fall in love with an AI chat thing and suddenly think that they're in a relationship with a um, computer. I don't. It's come on. Right. I mean, OK, you. it's much more than sex in that for some people it would be some kind of an emotional crutch. Uh, it's about intimacy and technology, computers and psychology. Yes, psychology, not intimacy. Yes, technology and computers and psychology. Psychology, because you're not okay if you're okay with just having a, quote, relationship with a robot. You're not. You know what? If they can do everything that ChatGPT apparently can, maybe it is like a relationship, only better because, you know, you can make them do... You can make them shut up when you want them to. doesn't sound that bad does it go out and fix my car and like dig a go make me a sandwich for me it's like you know what shh be quiet for now and then it does imagine that yeah don't bug me about that come in here and watch my reality tv with me and laugh and clap and be like i love this honey and put your arm around massage your feet right (laughs) i think i think we're convincing ourselves we need to start saving up for these robots So this person says it's about history and archaeology, love and biology. It's about the future, both near and distant, science fiction, utopias and dystopias, loneliness and companionship, law and ethics, privacy and community. But most of all, it's about being human in a world of machines. No. I don't think sex robots are ever going to be big on the market. I don't think we have to worry about that. I think they will be. Well, again, it depends on what you mean by big on the market and what you mean by mainstream. I think it's certainly something that, uh, based on the way we're joking about the needs and all that, if they can get these robots to make a sandwich. 
and have sex. Watch out, ladies. Uh, there's a professor at the University of New South Wales says it's like a person. We can do some person things with them, but it doesn't decide. It doesn't like you. It doesn't have needs. So, you know. Except for a little oiling here and there. Uh, he says that her lips, he, so this guy did order one of these. He okay. says this one's lips do move sometimes. Sometimes they stop and he wiggles them. Um, I don't know. I don't know I which think part he's talking about. about. <laughs> what did you just read? <laughs> he says they talk with some glitches. It might ask, do you want to have sex? Do you want to make love? Okay. Well. So it is programmed, apparently. I don't know if it's programmed or if you program it. We'll have to delve into this a little more, I guess. Well, I do know that. So for this segment that we talked about before, uh, you know, in our in our pre-show, uh, I was like, oh, you know what? I'm going to get something really funny. I'm going to get some uh, robot sex sound effects. You know, like, ooh, oh, ooh. It was, <laughs> this is, I had to search for a whole bunch. And I saw there's videos of people with their sex robots and stuff i didn't now i i did not watch those videos but i'm like I mean, we're not playing that up. though right no okay. all this all this stuff came up and i was just like this is crazy i didn't even know i mean i knew they were the the sex dolls that look realistic the real dolls or something like that only because what howard stern i think featured it on his radio show 10 years ago or something like that okay but uh i didn't know there were robot sex dolls like this but anyway so here's the here's the sound effect and you guys can just listen to it and put it in yeah, I was just gonna say, and put it in anywhere. Oh, well, then. <laughs> so you can. This is robot sex. Oh goodness! So you. <laughs> it's probably what it's like. So close your eyes and think about Mark with corn chips in his underwear <laughs> while this is playing. Don't ask about the dip. <laughs> oh, All right, that's a, that's a that's a song by a, a group called X Clips. It's called Robot Sex, and then it gets explicit apparently. So anyway, that was that was the end. That was that was the end of that one. So wow, I just, just want to share you. that clip because I wanted for digging that one I wanted up. I wanted that clip to come out there at, at some point. Anyway. I didn't, you know what? I'm digging myself into a terrible <laughs> hole. It's, it's all good. You know what? If you have a robot, the, the robot could be doing that for you. That's true. <laughs> well, finally, we're just going to end on this. This author, Ashley Knibb, the K is probably silent, K-N-I-B-B, Ashley Nib is wondering whether or not artificial intelligence could help us understand paranormal experiences. Interesting. Yes. And so, the robots are coming, she says. Recently, there's been a number of programs on TV on robots and artificial intelligence. By the way, this was written in 2017. So I would love to find an update on this. Wow. It's been pretty fascinating to watch, she says, especially as they have shown how real and advanced robots are already, not to mention, already, not to mention how intricately they are woven into our society currently. Yeah. Now... Now, when many of us think of a robot, we think of the movie robots that have been our understanding historically. These are cyborgs, like the Terminator. Right. But machine learning, it's everywhere. In fact, a lot of machine learning algorithms have been here a while, and you probably use them almost every day of your life. How do we apply this to robots and paranormal? Now, by this point, you're probably wondering that. 
what the heck? Uh, I might be going with all this robotics, artificial intelligence and machine learning stuff. Well, here's the interesting thought I had recently. Could a robot that has artificial intelligence experience something paranormal similar to one of us whilst at a location that is supposed to be haunted? Firstly, the initial response to this would be an overwhelming no, and of course not. After all, how could a machine have a paranormal experience? After all, a paranormal experience is only something that a conscious being such as one of us may have, and even some of us have failed to have over the years. Fundamentally, we take the assumption that a machine couldn't share the complex nature that we associate with the experiences we have as humans, but this is generally based on the concept of us being conscious and that we feel these experiences. However, if we break it down, it's really all about data and information comprehension, in right. my opinion. I agree. After all, humans collect data on their environment from their senses and then utilize their knowledge, memory, experiences, etc. in order to comprehend their environment. And then when something paranormal occurs individually, they try to understand it. Okay, so before I go on, so at first I thought, okay, she's she's making a great, a great point. But you know what? I mean, I'm assuming that computers... I disagreed with her point. She was she was setting up her premise in order in order to set up her narrative, I think. Yes. Because to me, any robot that has a camera or something like that, if if there are ghosts ghosts that you can see, yeah. then a camera can see it. Right. I mean that's why I look at all the paranormal shows that use cameras and microphones. If you have a robot that has a equipped with camera and microphone or, or an ovilus or something like that, yeah, it 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 can input the data, you know, take in the data and store it. And play it back. So to me, robots could certainly have so then paranormal if, experiences. If, if, we, we use we use mechanical tools all the time. But then also tools. taking that further, then does that mean that they would be better at um, considering? I don't know. I'm trying to think of the temperature, or I mean, there are certain things where uh, on some of these ghost shows they'll go and they'll move the door back and forth to see whether or not when when the door keeps shutting by itself is it because it's on just a slight um because the foundation's a little you know janky tilted right yeah or whatever so i mean to a certain extent what it's saying i agree with but it can't know all of that i mean or that's a really lengthy investigation well it, it depends on the how how uh sophistic sophisticated the robot is there are robots that could be could do that but i'm just saying just in general the premise she was setting up that well these are electronic devices kind of a thing yeah it, they can't they can't experience it. I'm like no they can experience it. the thing that they I don't think they can do is get the heebie-jeebies and have the hair stand up on their arms like we have had happen a couple of times during the stuff that we've experienced but it's probably more likely like you said because it's not getting the heebie-jeebies it's probably better equipped to consider all of those things like the temperature, the light, uh, right. maybe notice uh, the, the light that goes across the room and be able to determine if it's a car that went by that you don't know about or, or right. whatever. And not only that, I mean, just the fact that they can catalog it uh, as, as this is article, I don't know where, what direction it's going now, but, but about tracking the information and having a data set of information around something. Certainly, they're much better at that than we are at trying to recall things and, uh, you know, recant stories where we add a little bit of uh, fluff here and there to make it a more interesting story. Well, this person believes that you could even stimulate telepathic interaction by means of feeding these machines pieces of information via wireless technology. You could have robot 
paranormal investigators. When it comes to physically investigating a haunted location using this kind of technology, we could see some really interesting develops. One approach could be to use drones with artificial intelligence that when they detect anomalies in the environment would follow that information in order to gather more data. Right. We could utilize the work that has been done around swarm robotics to use many systems as one in order to gather lots of data at the same time and see what they may learn from that experience. Perhaps we could place a robot in a haunted location and then allow it to learn gradually to see if this is a potential point when such a system acquires knowledge enough to speculate the paranormal. Now, I like that. Yeah. They're not going to get scared and run away like we would. You would think. They're not, not going to be, hopefully, well, depends on depends on the AI. They, I was going to say, they aren't going to be in fear of their life. But I thought, well, depends on the AI. Yes. <laughs> they might say, I'm out of here. And then, and then there's a cut, a hole cut in the door in the shape of a drone instead of a running person. Well, in closing here, the potential that using artificial intelligence, machine learning, and robotics could bring to PSI, which is basically the, the study of the paranormal. Right. Research and the parent and the paranormal could be fantastic. However, it does all rely on accessing that favorite element of mine, a world of data. That data will be the foundations to the understanding of that which we all seek. So if you're looking to make advancement to, to the field, perhaps it may be worth looking into robotics and artificial intelligence too. She's getting her wish. As these could truly assist in the advancement of gathering data. They may also help us to understand many philosophical concepts of PSI and could even contribute to the comprehension of consciousness too. I agree. I think I think we ought to train the AI robots to do all the ghostly scary things so that we don't have to. I, but there, there is something kind of fun about that. I don't know if I completely <laughs> agree with you. Well, we could still do it, but I'm just going to say, you know, we go to a cemetery and, and spend an, a couple hours there, but a robot can just spend all night looking for well, that's everything. True. Leave the robot, but somebody might steal your robot. Oh. Reprogram well, that's it. That's when you Make have a gun on robot. the robot. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, you know what? I do love that idea. If there was a cheap version of that to like make the study of the, of the paranormal even better, to make it easier right. to separate the things that you can't explain, but there's possibly still an explanation. I, I love that idea. Yeah. Well, we need to get it. We, maybe we can set one up and disguise the robot as a tree so the groundspeople don't realize Perfect. it's there. And we have that out at the local cemetery. I love it. And we're monitoring it. Let's do that. All right. Send in your money so that we can afford something <laughs> We'll start cool a GoFundMe like <laughs> for our paranormal investigator robot. You can send it to Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. At Snack A Little. You can also give us a call at 909-572-0278. So what do you think about this? Does it frighten you? Do you think that we're being like, you know, cuckoo, and that it's an awesome advancement? Are you ready technology? for the robots to come and take over? Dun, 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 it's dun, happening. Dun, 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 dun. Come on back, guys. <laughs> <laughs>